TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Come on, side, 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 What up, y'all? My name is Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. For the first time, I think, since it happened to me, I'm going to tell y'all something that for a long time I was afraid to say. I'm 60 years old. I just celebrated my 60th birthday. And I'm going to tell y'all why I was afraid to say it, because a lot of people judge you on that. Around this whole world, around this country, we judge people on their age. Oh, are you old? Oh, are you this? Well, let me tell y'all something. There's a reason why I don't mind saying it, because I'm blessed to be here. I've been around in the entertainment industry for a very long time. I've seen them come. I've seen them go. I was sitting next to Biggie in the Peterson Automotive Museum the night that he got killed. I was sitting right next to Biggie. The way I'm sitting here, if there's another chair to my right, Biggie is sitting in that chair. On the night that he got killed, Biggie gave me a bottle of Dom Perignon, a whole bottle, and said, drink half this shit and then bring it back. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I am not going to just down a half a bottle of Dom Perignon. I was like, the fuck? He's like, give it to some bitches or whatever. Just bring this shit back. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I take the bottle of Dom Perignon. I'm running around the party. Now, mind you, this party is off the chain, right? Uh, Jerry Maguire had just came out. The catchphrase was show me the money. DJ Ace is DJing. Kenny Burns is there. Everybody from New York City is in the building. We are on the mic yelling, show me the money. We wilding. I'm walking around the club. I'm handing out fucking Dom Perignon to everybody. I come back with the bottle half full. Big takes the bottle from me, goes between his legs and pulls out a bottle of Grand Maillet, fills his shit back up, and gives it fucking back to me. Dom Perignon and Grand Maillet. I have a picture in my collection. It's a Polaroid picture. If y'all remember the cameraman, Y'all remember the cameraman used to come around the club and then sometimes they would have the backdrops and it would be like Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or the Simpsons or some crazy shit like that. You would stand there and take the pictures. You might get two for three for 15 or some shit like that or, or three for three for $10. But there was a camera guy that was there and he actually came around with the camera and he took a picture and there were several pictures taken. I believe Puff got one. 
I know for sure that I have one, and I think Jermaine Dupree might have the other one. I'm not exactly sure. But it's myself, it's Big, it's Puff, it's Jermaine Dupree, it's Ian Alexander, who used to be married to Regina King, and it's Big Gene, who was their security inside the club that night. That's that Polaroid. That Polaroid was taken maybe a half an hour before the fire marshals shut everything down and we went out and I went our own ways, maybe an hour before Big actually got shot in front, on the side of the Peterson Motor Museum. And when that happened, the lights came on. I remember the fire marshals shut it down that night. The lights came on and I started walking and Big was like, yo, Edwin. And I was like, what's up, Christopher? He was like, are you going to Nas and Steve Stiles party in the Hollywood Hills? I was like, yes, Christopher. He was like, do you want to ride with us? I was like, nah, Christopher, I got a Corvette in the back. I always felt myself when I went to L.A., I rented a Corvette because L.A. weather be beautiful. You take the top off the bitch. I'm looking like a superstar all the fucking time. I'm in L.A. So I had the car in the back, in the parking deck. So I drove. If I didn't drive, I might have been in the car with Big. But I drove. So I remember getting to the party in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm not there for a long time. And my pager starts going off. 911, 911, 911. To this day, y'all, I can't tell you who that person was on the other end of that phone or who, who paged me, 911. All I heard was, meet me at Mount Sinai. Big guy shot. Everybody goes to Mount Sinai. Now, if you're familiar with a lot of hospitals, they have the emergency entrance to the hospital. You could kind of pull up there, but everybody's standing outside because the police won't let everybody come inside. Leote Blacknor was Puff's assistant at the time, and Puff is hitting her, hitting her, hitting her, and they, she shows up. They won't let her come into the emergency room, and the cop is there. I step up and tell the cop, yo, this is who she is. She's Puff's assistant, Sean Combs. He's inside with the Notorious B.I.G. He's been texting her crazy. You got to let her in. So finally, the cop relents, and he lets Leote go inside. So she's inside with Puff. All of us are still in that, what I would call semi-circle or cul-de-sac that uh, was the emergency room at Mount Sinai. And it's just like, it's a real dark cloud hanging over that entire spot. And when I saw little C's come out and I saw the look on his face and then I saw him kick over a garbage can, we knew that big had died. And it was just, it was like the worst fucking feeling that you can ever imagine having with somebody that you was just talking to and laughing with not even an hour before and they gone. And we just, you know, first you can't believe that Big Guy killed. You can't believe Big Guy killed in L.A. because you know about this East Coast, West Coast shit that's going on. And then now you're worrying about your own safety because you're still in Los Angeles. So we all went back to the hotel. Nobody left the hotel. And I remember being in Foxy Brown's room. And Foxy was dating corrupt at the time. I think they might have been engaged to some shit. I don't know about the Keith Murray stories. I'm not getting into all of that shit. But I know Fox was with corrupt. And, they, and corrupt was staying at the hotel. And I asked her, where's corrupt? And Corrupt was actually hiding somewhere in the hotel because he didn't know where the shit came from. And he was afraid that us being New York East Coast niggas would blame him for what happened to Big. And Foxy was on the phone with Jay-Z because Jay wasn't in L.A. 
telling Jay that Big had died and he didn't believe her. So she put me on the phone with Jay-Z. And I told Jay, yo, he gone. And I heard Jay drop the phone and start crying. I told Jay-Z that, that for real, Foxy told him, but I confirmed the fact that Big had died. So sitting here talking to y'all at 60, knowing that I was there when Big died, knowing that I saw Pac 15 minutes before he walked out, it feels good, man, because them dudes were young. And I know how everybody thinks about them. I know everybody has an opinion on them. I've heard recently on my, on my Instagram, somebody hit me about an um, a interview that I did when I said I don't think Stretch had anything to do with Tupac being set up. And I know about the dude that was part of the crew that ran up on Pac that said Stretch set it up. But y'all got to understand what kind of culture we living in right now. We living in a clout culture. So anybody will say any fucking thing to get clout. But Stretch was my artist that I got signed to Tommy Boy. And I know how much Pac loved him, and I know how much he loved Pac. So I'm going to go to my grave saying that I don't believe this shit, and I don't give a fuck what dude said that's trying to sell a book. I don't, I don't fucking believe this shit. I'm telling y'all straight up. Come on, son. Oh. One in eight. That's how many people have worked at McDonald's and where some have continued their career. Where graduates of McDonald's Career Online High School program are now role models leading the next generation. Where aunties, uncles, cousins, and communities learn skills they can use in every aspect of life. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. One in eight have worked at McDonald's, and where you start stays with you. With some of the best and most capable vehicles in the world, did y'all know that Ford Strong means more than just physical? See, Right now, Ford is sharing some of those inspiring stories of those behind the wheel who are accomplishing their goals, pursuing their dreams, or creating the world they want to live in. Built Ford Proud highlights Dee Bryant, a Ford driver who has shown strength in how she is breaking boundaries to create change in her field and for those all around her. Dee Bryant is a professional stunt driver featured in over 100 films, movies, and shows. She began riding motorcycles at age 11. Dee has done stunts and many commercials, but she always finds herself gravitating toward Ford vehicles as a personal ride when she's off the screen. In fact, most of her stunt driving training took place in the Ford Mustang. Dee is one of those few females and even fewer African-American female stunt drivers in the industry. She constantly battles against racism, sexism, unfair representation, and many productions try to get around hiring female drivers. As part of her fight for equality, she co-founded the Association of Women Drivers, a stunt driving school where she helps teach other women to stunt drive. She is just one of our many examples that show us that Ford drivers span all walks of life, each with an individual story that shows how they are built Ford proud. Learn more about D. Bryant's story at Ford.com slash built Ford proud. Breaking the mold, strengthening communities, creating change. Real stories brought to you by Ford, built Ford proud. We live and breathe real. Whether you're searching for the latest sneaker, that iconic handbag, a timeless watch, or your next piece of classic jewelry, eBay authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. Yep, we're talking each inch, stitch, tick, facet, and clasp 
that makes the piece you're searching for worthy of your collection. eBay's authenticators are experts in their craft, true connoisseurs, and as leaders in their fields, they're making sure your items always arrive as authentic as your style. So go ahead, get that piece you've always wanted, and leave it up to the meticulous eyes of an eBay authenticator to make sure that watch moving is original, that glimmer is real gold, that rare sneaker is legit, or that handbag is really made of genuine leather and never get faked over again. In a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. And it's tough to talk about Tupac because Tupac gets held right as a martyr. And there's an... uh, a new documentary, I think, that's coming out on Hulu. I think it's about Tupac and his mother, Afeni. But y'all have to understand something, bro. When Tupac got killed, I was 10 years older than Pac. So I'm more mature than all of them dudes. He was a young dude. He was a young dude trying to find who he was. He was torn between two worlds. The world of being a Black Panther, the world of caring so much about your people, and the world of being a rap star. The world of the money, the glitz, the glamour, the women. He was torn between that and that. It's a tough world to navigate. When I got on your TV routes, I was 24 going on to 25. I was nobody, and then I was in everybody's household. That's a hard fucking world to navigate. You got this dude that just came off of Juice, and now all of a sudden, after his first album, because don't front on me, y'all did not fuck with Pac's first album. You did not. You didn't. But right after Pac dropped, Brenda had a baby. After he dropped, I get around all of that. And Juice, he was a household name. So it's a hard thing for somebody to navigate, right? Everybody is talking about this Hulu documentary on Freaknik. Freaknik 93, 94, I was down here with Pac. I just saw a picture of uh, one of my homies, my man Gail. Shout out to Galileo. He took a picture where he was standing there with Pac. Pac had on the fucking uh, farmer's outfit, the farmer's joint with Thug Life. I was right there with him. I was there with him down here. So I've been knowing this dude, man. I'm 60 years old. Ain't nothing besides somebody who was actually there can tell me about Tupac. There's really nothing. I know the dude because every time he came to New York, stretching him would come pick him up from the airport. And a lot of times I was right there with him. We was always with Pac. Pac was... was with us more than he was on death row. He was with us for a longer period of time than he was on death row. Now, everything is Googleable. Y'all know that. You can look it up right now. From the time Pot got out of jail to the time that he died, it wasn't even a whole year. It was not a whole year. Tretch can tell you stories about Tupac. A lot of people just don't understand that. So me sitting here at 60, relevant in my own way, with my own podcast, telling my own stories about the, these people that y'all look up to that were like my dudes. It was just like, it's my guys. Like, it's not, it wasn't that special to me at that time because they were friends. They were considered friends. I just wish that they would have lived long enough to come together to mend their differences, because they were really friends. Big and Pac were really friends. And to see what would have what came out of it. And honestly, since 
I'm having some blade and bow and I'm, I'm talking. A lot of people's careers indirectly benefited from them two dudes dying, especially in hip-hop. Because if you think about it, I love Ja Rule. Ja Rule is from my hood. I'm not saying anything disparaging about Ja Rule. But the bandana tied around the head, Pac wouldn't have went for that shit. You just forgot about that. That wouldn't have happened. A barbershop conversation has always been with Jay-Z be Jay-Z had Biggie left. Think about that. Big was trying to get the commission off the ground. Jay-Z, Biggie, Charlie Baltimore, Lil C's. That was going to be a whole group called the commission. Big was supposed to open up his own restaurants. Big was, had Brooklyn Mint, his own clothing line, stores that he was opening up. Big was supposed to manage Puff and Puff's rap career. All the early Little Kim, Little C shit, that's all Biggie's pen. Biggie's pen game was ridiculous. I actually have a song that I did on, on Dre and I's Back Up Off Me album with Biggie. Biggie is on the song. It's called Who's the Man? Everything is Googleable. Go in. You can listen to the song right now. It's off Dre and I's Back Up Off Me album. Big came through and did the song. I actually recorded in the studio at the same time with Biggie. At the beginning of Biggie's verse, there's me and Biggie together going, what's up, y'all? What you got to say? Because that's something that I used to do on the radio called the roll call. It was like, what's up, y'all? What you got to say? Who's on the phone with at least and Dre? So when Big was getting ready to drop his verse, he was like, yo, come in the studio with me. When they punch in, me and you going to do that shit that you do for the roll call. Like, what's up, y'all? What you got to say? And then fall back. I got it. So when they punched in, me and Big together said, what's up, y'all? What you got to say? And I fell back. And he just, Big Smoke Chronic all day. Slay MCs, I'm precious, son, like George Jefferson. Wheezy tried to skeeze me, couldn't please me. Florence next, I threw the tech to Ralph neck because he kept on begging for shit. Now Big keep on wrecking the shit. And the chronic, <coughs> got a nigga. <coughs> Big was that nice, nigga. One thing, doubled it out of the studio. One time. So if you see Pop gone, Big gone, Aaliyah gone, Fife gone, Left Eye gone. Well, you see all of these people, man. I'm at Black Rob, Freaky Todd from the Lost Boys, Nipsey Hussle. When you see these people gone, you kind of start feeling like, yo, I'm lucky to be here, bro. And that's how I feel. I'm lucky to be here. When I was starting this stuff and doing Who's the Man, big shout out to Shiggy. Shiggy posted... The other day, and he sent it to me. He's like, yo, Ed Lover, y'all used to crack up when I was in junior high school. The who's the man? He's like, Come on, son. Come on, son. That means something to me, man. This logo behind me means something to me because it allowed me to reinvent myself. And I have been constantly reinventing myself for the past 10 to 15 to 20 years. Who's the man? Everybody used to always ask me, man, where can I get Who's the Man? Well, I don't, I don't see Who's the Man. The shit is streaming on Tubi. <laughs> now, y'all know Tubi be having some horrible-ass movies. <laughs> but it's not a Tubi movie. It's Who's the Man. It's starting to stream. 
So now it's on Tubi. It's another whole audience that's never seen that movie before. Don't know the amount of hip-hop artists from that time that we had in that movie. Everybody from Run DMC to Jam Master J. Everybody from KRS-One. Everybody from Criss Cross, rest in peace, Chris Kelly, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, Yo-Yo, Moni Love, Bushwick Bell. It's, 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 it's been so many fucking people, man. Ice-T in that movie. Coogee Rapping Polo was in that movie. Bill Bellamy, the late, great Bernie Mac played one of the barbers. Colin Quinn. It's just so many fucking people in the movie that sometimes bust around the leaders of the new school that I forget to name people. But 60 feels good, man. And 60 feeling good is the reason why you see this right here. This is my natural hair color. I was so scared of aging that I was dyeing my beard, dying the fuck out of my beard. First it was the bi gene, then it was the just for men, and then it's whatever else that I could find to keep my beard black because I was afraid to be who I am in this business. But I'm an OG. I'm a fucking icon. You could put LL in front of my name. You could call me LL at Lover for Living Legend LL. So this is what you see. This is what you get. This is who I am. And this is only the beginning of things that I want to do. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm touring. I'm very happy about that. I got a podcast that's actually making money among all these millions of podcasts. My podcast makes money. I sit down and I talk to interesting people about interesting things, and I'm still here. And I'm blessed as a motherfucker to be here. Come on, son. Make sure you listen to my podcast. All right? Said lover. Come on, son, the podcast. Come on, see you on son, that side. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.